Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Wednesday, October 26th. Ian Cameron and Alex P. Smith uh, shaking off the BetCast hangover from uh, last <laughs> night, our first live BetCast of the season, which was a lot of fun. And we're joined today on the show by Andrew Goss, who was with us last year uh, for one of our shows during the playoffs. Uh, Andrew, it's great to have you with us once again. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. Uh, really excited to be on. It's a great time of year with hockey finally uh, back on the ice. It certainly yeah. is. And uh, for everyone that joined us on the BetCast last night, we appreciate it in the chat. The uh, the response and the uh, discussion was phenomenal. And those that joined us live on the stream uh, on the actual BetCast, we appreciate it very much. Lots of fun. I don't know if we've laughed that much collectively as a group on any of the BetCast that we have done prior to last night. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of hijinks. Uh, I think Vito, who joined us late in the BetCast, did his best pre-Halloween zombie impression, rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling out of bed, uh, rolling out of bed at 7 in the morning in Latvia and joining us uh, for the uh, late games last night, although he, he turned into a live betting wizard uh, in the, some of those late games. He was uh, hitting some bets left and right, so that was good to see, a lot, a lot of fun uh, last night, and uh, we're looking forward to doing another BetCast, probably November 29, the tentative date of the uh, BetCast that we will be doing in November, so uh, on a Tuesday as well. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, a very fascinating night in the uh, National Hockey League, no question uh, about that. Uh, and uh, when you look back at uh, last night's games, uh, lots to uh, analyze and dissect. Uh, sweating out my best bet on the show from yesterday with Arizona Columbus over six and a half, and then we got the explosion we needed yep. late in that game, six to three. And yesterday was a lesson in that game. You don't lay big prices with mediocre to below average teams and as much as we are anti-Arizona Columbus is no great shakes Columbus is not a team I trust in the minus 210 range and sure enough they end up losing 6-3 last night to the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, we saw Boston just continue to win games uh, with you know they've had a bunch of they're getting healthier now but still it's been a very impressive start for the Bruins another nice 3-1 win Linus Allmark remaining undefeated as a starting goaltender uh, on the season Minnesota with their best defensive performance of the year by far in a nice tidy 3-1 road victory uh, against Montreal uh, the Devils uh, uh, with a 6-2 win against Detroit bouncing back after a disappointing game uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals and a nice performance in net from Vitek Vanacek. Now, he only had to face 22 shots, but, you know, he made the saves he had to. And as I ranted about the, the fucking disappointments of Mackenzie Blackwood on the show yesterday, my thought is we got to roll with Vitek Vanacek now in New Jersey. Give him the net uh, consistently and see what he can do. You paid him money because you're worried and frightened and terrified about Blackwood's inconsistencies and Blackwood's inability to stay healthy. Give him a shot now, I think, if you're New Jersey, and ride with Vitek Vanacek. Call it a great game between the Avs and the Rangers. 3-2, Avs in a shootout. Really had that playoff feel to it. And Alexander Georgiev in his return to New York beats the master, uh, if you will, Igor Shosturkin uh, in a 3-2 shootout win for the Avs. Uh, Alex's Chicago Blackhawks. Don't know how long this is going to last, but uh, another victory for Chicago. 4-2 win over Florida. Calgary rolls along. 4-1 win uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, should check out 
my Twitter to see the Daryl Sutter press conference. Hilarious. He's not all that happy even after a 4-1 win uh, last night. Uh, just a classic Sutter a press conference there. 5-1 Seattle against Buffalo. Great road trip. I, I took Buffalo last night because I've been riding them, but I was fully aware they could fall flat, hit the wall at the end of a long, successful road trip. That's exactly what happened. Uh, L.A., very impressive. First home game off a long road trip, and they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Four to two and Vegas ends the night on a high for me, a double up with them first period puck line and in regulation. And they come back from a two, one deficit going into the third with three goals in the third to beat San Jose four, two and congratulations, by the way, to Phil Kessel, the Ironman streak and his 400th goal uh, in the national hockey league, which was an absolute beauty last night, uh, breakaway goal for his number 400th goal in his career uh, against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Alex, Tuesday night, your uh, thoughts and takeaways. Yeah, well, like I said, the, the BetCast was great. Thanks to everybody who, who joined for that. That was a, a lot of fun. I know you guys kept rolling for about a good hour and a half after I got off uh, of the stream. So I was watching a little bit. You know, start with that late night game. I said Vegas, I had that first period puck line as well. And Phil Kessel getting the the, the highlight goal, the milestone goal. makes it on that great breakaway and uh, also hitting the Ironman record. So now, not only does he have the record, but he's 10 games away from being the first to possibly skate in 1,000 straight, which uh, I think at this point he can go as long as he wants, and I don't know if anybody's going to catch him anytime soon uh, thereafter. And there's a couple other guys who have some decent 400, 500-game streaks, but that's that's a, a hell of a run, 17 years. And uh, a guy who was not, not exactly the model of fitness in the NHL, but uh, still kept himself in shape enough to, to play that long. That's a testament to just his work ethic. Uh, so kudos to, to Phil Kessel for that. Uh, the Hawks, I mean, how about them? Uh, they're not supposed to be winning right now, but they are. No one's telling them that they're tanking. Uh, everybody in that locker room is believing that they can compete night in and night out. And you beat a Florida team that really, it, it's an impressive win because Florida is still good. They're still talented, but they can't get out of their own way right now. And like I said on the on the backcast, they have an identity crisis. Uh, you know, this Paul Maurice kind of system of slowing things down, being more defend responsible defensively, it's not really adding up to how Florida was built. The, the reason why Florida had a, a, a record regular season last year was because they were up and down the ice, uh, you know, and, and, and they're missing, uh, you know, they're missing some key guys, you know, and, and they just don't have their, their rhythm underneath them yet. And I don't know what's going to take. I think they're going to have to have a game where they kind of, you know, make a throwback move to last year and start playing up and down, open up the ice a little bit more if they want to kind of get things rolling uh, you know, moving forward. But the Hawks have just been sensational. Great goaltending again from Alex Stalock. Uh, you know, and, and you got Patrick Kane finally getting a goal first of the season, also had an assist. The only caveat is Tyler Johnson did go down with a significant injury. Uh, we'll be missing some time. And if you remember last year, he was the kind of the first domino that fell. When they started, they were they started off the gate losing. They were all nine and one, but when Johnson got banged up. That kind of disrupts everything because he's a guy that can plug and play it anywhere from the top line to the fourth line. He can be a grinder. He can be a scorer. He can be on the power play. Uh, he's a big piece, and he was looking pretty good up until that injury. He already he got an assist, actually, on one of the goals before getting hurt. So that's going to be unfortunate. So it remains to see what happens there. Uh, just look at some of the other games. Like I said, Arizona, uh, a shocker, doubling up Columbus. And, you know, Columbus, maybe they're not – ready to take that next step just yet. The defense is still shaky, but I thought they would be getting some more consistent offensive looks. You know, uh, I expect them to, if they're going to lose a game, giving up six goals, at least they'd have four or five, not be held to three. Uh, and and pretty much held off the board for the first 35, 40 minutes of play. So uh, that, that's a bit concerning for them. 
And the last team looking at, of course, Tampa Bay Lightning, that was my best bet. They end up losing the LA Kings. They're still having their their kind of woes uh, about them. And we called it from the beginning talking about the, the Stanley Cup hangover, playing three straight finals in a row. Uh, that's really tough, and it's and it's showing at times. And Vasilevsky, you know, a couple soft goals that he let in. You know, something we're not going to say often, but he did yeah. let in a couple of softies. Exactly. It's the old Betty Crocker burns the odd cake theory right there. Yeah. 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 You know, and so you have to be careful of that. And I thought it was a great spot scheduling wise for both teams fading L.A. off of the road trip, looking at uh, Tampa starting this three game Cali Cali trip. So, uh, you know, maybe they can try to, to get it back on the on, on track tonight uh, quickly. And, and, you know, that'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. They had a team that was coming off a grueling road trip last night, couldn't get it done. And they're facing a team in the same boat tonight. Will they be able to get it done, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? That's the question. Yes, I want to mention one of Cheshire Cat's comments about Huberto. Yes, he got his first uh, goal uh, with the uh, Calgary Flames last night. And uh, they actually asked uh, Daryl Sutter about it after the game. It's like, uh, how how important, how good is it for you guys, important for you guys, for uh, Jonathan Huberto to get that first goal for with with the with your team? And he says, it's not important to us, but I know it's important to some of the guys around here that ask about him all the time. Maybe they won't ask about him now on Saturdays. <laughs> Just a classic <laughs> Daryl Sutter remark right there. Yeah. A classic Daryl Sutter retort. Uh, unbelievable. I love it. Must see television every time. I mean, with the post game pressers for Sutter, it just really, uh, it's, you get a, you get a gold mine. You get a gem each and every time. Andrew, um, not just last night's card, but if you're first time with us on the show this year, just things that have stuck out to you, certain teams, certain players, last night's action, talk about whatever you want to. Yeah, no, I think I'll piggyback off Alex a little bit. I think Tampa has been an interesting case study so far this season. I think going into the year, you always think of them as a cup contender and as they should be. Um, but, there's definitely been some um, issues early on, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to just an insane amount of games played over the past three years. I think when you go on that many runs and that many important games, jumping back into a brand new season with uh, 82 games staring in your face, I think it's probably a little bit harder to get up every night. And uh, and that's something that Cooper, obviously, as, as a really good coach, will probably be addressing, but um, Vasilevsky looks a little shaky at times. Kucherov finally found the back of the net. Um, it seems like Stamkos has been the guy leading the charge offensively for a team that's obviously pretty deep and has, has made so many runs because of that. Um, but, I mean, going off of that, I mean, I thought last night's game between the Abs and the Rangers was kind of a must-see game. I mean, for multiple reasons, I think the Rangers are top three team in the East coming into this season, I think the amount of skill and speed they play with matches really well against with the avalanche and um, obviously coming off a of Stanley cup run, those two teams have a lot to, to look at each other and see, see themselves in the mirror a bit. I think the Rangers can look at the avalanche and see all the young, uh, young guns, the way they play. You have a guy like Fox who um, can look at McCarr and be like, that's, that's someone who I played growing up against and someone who I want to take my game to the next level and be like, um, and then obviously the, the great storyline of Gorgiev going back and playing uh, um, Shazirkin is uh, pretty cool. And you can just tell in, throughout the game and then obviously with the celebration at the end of the shootout how much that game meant to him because uh, there was a lot of emotion. And obviously he he was really excited to be back in that building. So um, definitely felt felt nice to see him get a win there. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if those two teams uh, – see each other way down the road towards the spring because there is a lot of talent on the ice when those two teams play each other. 
I, that's a good point. It would be it would be a fascinating matchup if we're going to get that. Uh, no question about it down the uh, road. Um, I want to point out before we get into Wednesday's card and the three games as well, very important. I should have mentioned this at the top. I meant to but forgot. But if you are not a member of our Patreon Ice Guys page, patreon.com slash Ice Guys, today would be a great day to sign up because we are unleashing at 3.30 p.m. this afternoon uh, the, our first video exclusive for Patreon Ice Guys members on the page, a bonus segment that we did yesterday with our guest Jay Rosehill, who was fantastic, uh, and he we talked about current state of fighting uh, in the National Hockey League for three guys: Ian, myself, Alex, and Jay, who just you know obviously we want fighting in this league long term. The state of it, where does it go from here? You know the concerns we have. Uh, some of the gripes we have uh, about the, the fighting in the league and also the physical play uh, in the league. And Jay in particular, he went off. He had a, a rant of all time uh, when we did that segment yesterday. Very entertaining. It was about a 40-minute discussion that we had. We also uh, mentioned our past and present top NHL fighters, top NHL enforcers. Uh, great uh, discussion regarding fighting in the league, and that will be on the Patreon page. It'll be exclusive for our Patreon members at 3.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time uh, later this afternoon. So uh, be sure to check that out by joining the page, just $10 a month, patreon.com slash iceguys. It's definitely uh, quality content right there uh, that we'll have for you. Yeah, definitely. And then also as well, we have both of our power rankings, uh, there's a couple of articles that I posted, a couple of, of lists of links that every better should uh, any any NHL better should have bookmarked on their browsers. Uh, we've got Chris Otto's first period charts as well. Those have been updated this morning. So there's a lot of different things. And of course, the daily NHL card uh, for those of you who can't catch the show, be it uh, podcast or live. You can just get the daily card there every day. And all that is just ten dollars a month. Absolutely. So check that out. Patreon.com slash ice guys. All right. Wednesday night card. We have the first game is the first of the double header games tonight on TNT, uh, New York Rangers and the New York Islanders Islanders minus one thirty five home favorites. Now it's creeping up to minus one forty in some spots. So a lot of money's moved on the Islanders here because they opened about a buck fifteen uh, in this game. Uh, the total six right now across the board and obviously spot wise Islanders rested have not played since they uh, lost to the uh, Florida Panthers on Sunday. So two days off for them uh, prior uh, to this game tonight against the Rangers. That being said, you're laying a buck 35, buck 40 with a team that's lost three straight games, you know, and a, and a team that's not exactly, you know, rolling and firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, the Islanders, in fact, the defensive side of the puck is actually where they've had some glaring issues uh, during this losing streak. Give up four to Jersey, five to Tampa Bay, uh, three to Florida, so 12 goals, an average of four goals per game uh, during that span. It's not exactly the kind of Islanders shutdown defense we became accustomed to seeing under Barry Trotz now, is it, uh, from the last uh, three games for the New York Islanders? So that's definitely uh, a little bit of a concern. The Rangers have hit, I guess, their first little tailspin of the year. Uh, the loss to San Jose started it, which was surprising, but you could tell right away the team was a little flat in that game. Uh, the Columbus game, of course, there was no Shesterkin in that. Yaroslav Halak, uh, as he's often been, unfortunately, for him last year. And that start against Columbus, uh, Yaroslav Shalakt uh, right now. Uh, 5-1 loss to the Jackets. Uh, and then last night was a great game. And you knew they would be in tough, obviously, playing the defending Stanley Cup champions. But I thought they could have easily won that game. They fired 46 shots on Georgiev, who clearly played, I think, out of his mind good because he's playing his former team. 
you always want to beat your old team and, and prove a point. And Georgiev wanted to do that last night uh, for the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche, and he did. And he actually uh, bested Igor Shosturkin in the shootout as well, uh, allowing Colorado to get the uh, three to two win. So coming off a game like that, high pace, very, very intense, obviously a much anticipated game against Colorado. What do the Rangers have uh, in the tank here for a back-to-back situation? Now, granted, you know, you don't have to fly anywhere. Remember, this is back-to-back, but New York and you're going to, you know, Long Island here. So it's a situation where you're just going to take a bus, essentially, uh, and get to the uh, arena here for this uh, game against the Islanders. So it's not like it's an intense, immense travel for the New York Rangers that they have to worry about. I'm passing on this game all around, but if I see this line keep creeping up, even if it is likely going to be Yaroslav Alak, we're going to assume it's him. You know, we've been waiting for official confirmation. Hasn't happened yet, but we got to assume it's going to be Halak here on the second of back-to-back games for the Rangers after Shesterkin was in net last night. It will be Ilya Sorokin uh, who will be in net here for the uh, Islanders tonight. But for me, there's a pass. But if this line keeps creeping, you know, and we get to a point where we're at plus 125 or even plus 130, with the Rangers, I'm going to be considering the Rangers at that price because to me, the Islanders aren't minus 150 or that kind of price range better than the New York Rangers, even if the spot's in their favor. For now, it's a pass, though. Alex, what do you think? Rangers, Islanders. Yeah, this is a pass for me, too, because it was conflicting. You know, the history of this series has gone under eight of the last 10 meetings, including six of the last nine when the Islanders are at home. Uh, but like I said, they haven't been really that sound defensive team like we've seen that that just shut down uh defensive team every single night. We know the Rangers can put up uh goals in bunches. And of course now Halak, if he's going to get the start as bad as he looked, there's a there's a significant drop off between Shesterkin and Halak. So I'd have to lean toward the over based on current form, but I just I just don't want to don't want to touch it because this is a rivalry matchup and both teams are coming in off of, you know where they lost three in a row. This is one of those spots where you think, you know, they're going to throw the body around, get physical. We can see a lot of penalties called. Sometimes that lends itself to a lot of power play chances and a lot of goals. Sometimes it can kind of just be, especially if it's flip-flops. Like, look at the the Minnesota and Montreal game last night. And we were watching that live on the BetCast where we saw a lot of four-on-fours. So you had these staggered, shortened power plays. So the numbers are kind of skewed a little bit. You know, you see, uh, uh, you know, 0 for 2, but really – those weren't two full power play chances. They might have they might have equated to two minutes in total between the the two or three penalties. So uh, I think it could be possibly one of those games. And if that's the case, then that might throw the rhythm off a little bit, maybe hard for the total. As far as side goes, I'd like Islanders, but I'm not laying a dollar thirty five uh, in that spot. I kind of missed the boat with that one, and I don't trust even in regulation. So it's, it's a clean pass. Yeah, if I, you know what? If it's a lack in net, I'd, I'd gravitate a little bit, Jarek, to what you're looking at that team total. Uh, on the uh, New York Islanders, I could see that. And what I do like is Lane Lambert is realizing that, hey, once again, we're having some offensive issues. Uh, and that's, you know, that's been a consistent for the Islanders uh, a lot. Other than, uh, you know, beating up San Jose and Anaheim, you know, two you know teams struggling on, on the long road trip. The other games, you take out those two home wins against San Jose and Anaheim. They've scored one against Florida, one against New Jersey, three against Tampa, and two against Florida. So they haven't exactly been you know, finding the back of the net consistently in the other games. But Lane Lambert is making a change with his lineup tonight. Oliver Wallstrom is moving up to the top line for the Islanders tonight. This guy's got talent. He does. And he'll play with Barzell and Bailey, uh, it looks like, on the uh, top line. He's got three goals and one assist so far on the season. He's gone three games without a point. 
but now he's going to get to move up to that top line, chance to make an impact. It looks like based on the current uh, lineup uh, combinations and lineup charts as well, that we're going to see uh, Wallstrom on a, maybe the number one power play unit tonight as well for the New York Islanders. So they're giving him an opportunity. And this is a guy that early in the season was going for the Islanders offensively. He's cooled off a little bit, but you know, it's not like anybody is lighting it up consistently for the Islanders. He's moving up to the top line and you can find anywhere from plus 325 to plus 360 in that range for Oliver Wallstrom to score a goal tonight for the uh, New York Islanders. So that's a clear prop bet for me. When I see this situation, it's the Ian Cameron wheelhouse special bargain bin prop price on a guy moving up to the top line when you can get it at a plus 325 or better. And that's Oliver Wallstrom here tonight for the New York Islanders. Andrew, what do you think here, Rangers Islanders? Yeah, so I mean, my thoughts kind of resonate with all of yours. I mean, it's a surprising line, but it makes sense once you consider the back-to-back. Shazirk and probably not playing, even though, like you said, that hasn't been confirmed yet. But I'm going to roll with the Rangers tonight. I think getting that good of a team with that kind of value is, is worth a shot. I wouldn't throw much of your bankroll on it, but I think it's a good unit play. I think it's just an overall better team. I think they push the pace down the ice. Um, a heck of a lot better than the Islanders have shown to do this year and, and even in the past. And um, I think after kind of a deflating loss last night where you're probably the better team for most of the game, you're going to be excited to get back out on the ice tonight. And it's a quick trip up the to the island. So I'm going to take the, the Rangers here. I think they really play a good defensive effort in front of Hawk, try to get him a, a win. And I think at plus 115, plus 120, maybe by the, the time the puck drops, I think, that's a that's a good bet. I mean, you're you're not chasing numbers here with that one. I think uh, that's worth uh, worth putting a little bit on. I agree. I think that's a good. Uh, it's, I think at this price, I, I don't mind people taking a shot with the Rangers, even if the slot's not in their favor. You know, I think it's definitely a situation where they could still uh, come out on top. They are going to be. You know, this is a, a team that's a kind of a rival of the New York Islanders. Um, but I, the thing I like the most, though, is that Wallstrom prop. I really do. I mean, I, I think that's a good one. He scored three goals. He's up to the top line. He's getting the plus 325 or better price uh, here in this in this game to score a goal. Uh, I think that's a great situation. And he's been actually one of the better offensive players. Let me look up the Islanders' uh, individual player stats right now. I think even though he's gone three straight games without a point, he's still been one of their better uh, offensive uh, pr- producers so far early uh, in the season, which tells you how much this team has struggled to get, you know, all the big guns clicking and, and producing and uh, just go- finding the back of the net here early in the season. Uh, let me just see here. We've got Wall, yeah, Wallstrom second in goals behind only Anders Lee. Anders Lee's been terrific. Four th- goals, three assists, seven points. I think if you're going to look at someone else for the Islanders, that's the guy you got to look at. El Capitan, the captain. Anders Lee, you're only getting plus 200 at best, though. That's the issue. That's not the uh, price that I like uh, in my goal score props. I like the bargain bin. And like I say, Wallstrom at plus 325 or better. He's playing on the top line tonight. That's the kind of shit I like when it comes to player props and the goal scorers market. All right, next up, we've got Edmonton and St. Louis. Uh, Edmonton, minus 115, slight road favorite, six and a half the total. I agree with the Oilers being slight road favorites. I like Edmonton here. Starting a road trip, revenge spot. They got shut out by the Blues uh, at home uh, on Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon, rather, two to nothing. Um, disappointing performance, but needed a win to end that road, that, that homestand, rather, uh, at 500. And they got it done against Pittsburgh with a big second period. 
uh, powering them through to a uh, comeback victory against the Penguins and now starting what's going to be a pretty lengthy uh, road trip now after a lot of home cooking early in the season for the Oilers. But now they're going to get a, a little bit of a road trip here. Uh, the Oilers moving forward. Actually, this one, they're going to play Chicago uh, after this tomorrow night on a back-to-back, and then they're in Calgary. And actually, they're home after that for three games. So they've. I thought this was going to be a lengthy road trip, but they've stuck three more home games. So uh, it's not going to be the length of a road trip that I initially thought. So St. Louis, Chicago, and Calgary, uh, the next three uh, road games for the uh, Oilers. And uh, when you look at this matchup here, this is the first of a back-to-back because uh, they play in Chicago. Uh, tomorrow night. So now you know that Stuart Skinner is going to get one of these games here uh, for the Edmonton Oilers uh, in net. It's a question of which one's he going to get. And I've seen some sites, and it's confirmed now, actually, that it is going to be Stuart Skinner tonight for the uh, Oilers uh, with Jack Campbell, obviously going to get the game tomorrow in Chicago. Skinner's been really good so far this year. Now, we don't have a big, strong sample size, but 1.68 goals against average, 944 uh, save percentage. Uh, the Buffalo game, uh, you know, he gave up three goals uh, in that one uh, against the uh, Sabres. But he also uh, played extremely well in relief of Jack Campbell against Calgary. Calgary won that game 4-3, but he came in when Calgary had already scored four goals and he shut him out and, and made 31 saves uh, against Calgary. So Stuart Skinner's actually been pretty solid here these first couple games. I like the Oilers in this spot. Again, having lost to St. Louis uh, on the at home on Saturday, uh, a chance for them to right the ship here. And St. Louis coming back home now after a little bit of a time away on the road as well for them. So uh, maybe the Oilers can maybe jump on them early, uh, take advantage of that. Looks like Jordan Binnington, by the way, will be uh, <coughs> excuse me uh, in net or for the uh, Blues tonight. By the way, we've got it looks like a little bit of a shakeup here with the uh, line combinations for the Blues. That could open up some opportunities. You know, even though I like Edmonton uh, for the game, doesn't mean I can't bet the other team and some of their players uh, in terms of player props. We have Cloche Barbashev, uh, Ivan Barbashev here uh, on the top line tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Kairou is going to be on the top line as well. He's been bouncing back and forth, first line, second line this year. But Barbashev moving up to the top line really is something. Uh, he's got one goal on the year, but he looks like, as of right now, if you believe these line combos at morning skate, Barbashev, O'Reilly, and Kairou uh, as your top line tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues, which means right away I have to go to my prop sheet, my player props, uh, courtesy of a bet stamp here, and see what the uh, prices are on a guy like Ivan Barbashev, who's going to play on that top line tonight. And you can get plus 300 to plus 330 with him on a top line roll tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So here we go again. You know, guy moving up to the top line, and he's not priced like it in the play, in the goal scorer market. You know, you can get plus 300 or better with a top line player. How do you not bet that? You know, whatever, whoever it is. And we've been able to take advantage of some of these situations. And definitely you're going to see that tonight with uh, Barbashev, it looks like, on the uh, top line for the uh, St. Louis Blues, which is definitely the kind of betting situation prop-wise uh, I'm very much interested in. Uh, we've got the Nuge, McDavid, and Hyman top line for the uh, Oilers tonight. Kane, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. So the Nuge getting a little bit of a bump. And look, he did score uh, against Pittsburgh in the victory the other night. So I'm not the biggest Nuge fan. You know that. I think this guy's been one of the more disappointing first-round picks I've seen uh, in the last decade in the National Hockey League. But did score the other night. Is going to maybe, looks like, based on the line combos, get a top-line 
spot and an opportunity there tonight with McDizzle, uh, Connor McDavid. So uh, I think it's an opportunity for maybe the Nuge to uh, find the back of the net tonight. So a couple props I like, and I like Edmonton here, minus 115. Alex, Oilers Blues. Mm, not so fast, my friend. I'm looking at St. Louis in this spot here. And I liked Edmonton in the first matchup that they had, and they got shut out. St. Louis, if you look back, they've historically given Edmonton fits. And, and I thought that might have just been, okay, We, you know, it's a sample size that goes far back, but a lot of different teams. 14-5 and five, uh, the last 19 games against uh, Oilers at home for St. Louis. 27-12 and 12 the last 39. That goes way, way back. Uh, we're talking about a couple decades there. But for some reason, St. Louis has always given the Edmonton Oilers trouble, even when they've had moderately the same kind of a, a lineup or, 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 or various uh, bad teams going way back in the day. But St. Louis, their defensive style is way different. Someone in the chat mentioned this. When Bennington is in that, as opposed to Grice right now. Bennington is finding his form again. Uh, that's something we're kind of questioning, you know, how long can he keep you know, uh, playing stable hockey in net because he's just been uh, up and down for the last two and a half, three years. But I think, you know, I talked about goalies that might be on the rise or, or returning back to form after having this kind of uh, these disjointed seasons from the bubble and so forth. Maybe Bennington's on that list. He's a guy I didn't uh, quite have right away. So I'm, I'm high on him, and I'm not that high on Stuart Skinner. Yes, he's made 51 or 54 saves in the game and a half that he's played so far, but I, I'm still not sold that he's even a legitimate number two in this league. He's got to prove that to me, and uh, and they've got to prove to me that they can beat St. Louis. I know they can hang tough offensively, but I think St. Louis, for whatever reason, their, their style just gives them trouble. Uh, and if St. Louis gets out to an early goal uh, lead, which they usually tend to do at home, this could be another trouble spot for the Willis. So I like St. Louis here. I got it played uh, plus 100. All right. Uh, Alex, like on the other side, St. Louis minus uh, 105 here in the, this one. I, I, the Cheshire Cat mentioning uh, Ch Professor Cat, as I called him last night because he's a teacher, uh, liking Kreider uh, to score a goal plus 130, plus 135 for him to score a goal. I don't argue that. I think it's I mean, he has done well against the Islanders, but here's the problem. It doesn't fall into my bargain bin uh, type of uh, – price range when it comes to goal score props uh, it's when, when it comes to goal score props i treat the bets like me shopping around at the grocery store if i'm buying beef tenderloin why am i going to buy 11 dollars a pound when i can get it at six dollars a pound somewhere else you know what i mean now I, I want the bargain i, I want the sale uh, i want the good price and i'm going to get a better price right now uh, with you know uh, oliver wallstrom in that game than chris Kreider. i'm going to get a better price with ivan close shave barbashev you know, for the uh, St. Louis Blues tonight than, you know, like a Tarasenko, for example. That's what I'm looking at. I'm a bargain bin guy. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm a line shopper. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm thrifty. I'm also a little bit cheap. I will admit that. But nevertheless, uh, that's, what I, that's the way I roll. That's the way I roll. Cheap bastard. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Uh, Oilers and Blues. Yeah, so I might uh, I might annoy you because I'm not as much of a bargain bin guy, but uh, I got two bets I like here. I think the Oilers are going to win outright, um, so I'm going to take them at the minus 115 on the money line. I think it's tough to beat a team twice this early in the season. I think uh, shutting down McDavid the way, the way they did um, the first game back in Edmonton, I think it'll be hard to replicate. Um, and I think there's just something special about when you have your backup goaltender, and I think it kind of gets – the boys a little more energized. I think you play a little smarter defensively. So um, 
I think the Oilers come out and play a pretty solid defensive game. Scares me. I never want to take the under in a game where McDavid and Dreisaitl are on the lineup. So I'm going to stay away from that one. But um, one prop bet that I do like for an anytime uh, goal scorer is Zach Hyman. Uh, one of my favorite players in the NHL, just the way he plays. You can put him anywhere in the lineup. Um, gets to the dirty areas of the ice. Um, creates a lot of space for guys like Connor. Um, so I'm getting him at plus 186 on FanDuel for a goal. I know that might not uh, – fall into the bargain bin, but uh, that's one that I like. And if you're feeling super risky, I think maybe parlay that goal scorer um, with a Oilers money line. And um, you could really make a nice night if, if things go your way tonight. Actually, I don't mind that price for Hyman because Hyman seems to be around net most nights and have at least opportunities, even when the puck doesn't go in for him. And uh, we know he goes to the areas you need to yeah. in this league uh, in order to score goals. Front of the net, take a beating, take a pounding. He did it with the Leafs. He's doing it again here with the Oilers. That's that's the kind of player you, you expect, you know, is going to score a goal. Because even if he doesn't get the space, the time and the space to get the shot away, you know, he's always in that area, right in the crease area, blue paint, right in front of the goalie, where eventually the puck's going to ricochet off a skate, off maybe his leg or something, or hit him in the back and bounce in. And, and that's the kind of goal Hyman's capable of scoring. Uh, so there's no question uh, about that. Uh, he's always a, a threat every night to find the back of the net for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. All right, final game of this short three-game card on this Wednesday. This is the second TNT game tonight. Tampa Bay, Anaheim. We've got the Lightning, uh, minus 145 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm rolling around here, rattling around in my head in terms of betting this one. The one that I've locked in for sure in this game tonight uh, is over six and a half. You know, I'm definitely going to be on that. There's no question about that because I know we're going to see Anaheim probably a little sloppy off the long road trip and not exactly playing airtight defense anyway. Uh, right now are the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Most of those games on that road trip were an abomination and even their one home game against Seattle to open the season, they didn't exactly play great defensively there. They gave up 48 shots. They're just giving up way too many shots. Not all of them have been quality, but you're still giving up the blue line too easily. You're spending way too much time in your own zone. That's a problem right now for the Ducks. I mean, they've surrendered 48, 38, 43, 41, 36, 41 shots uh, in their first few games. It's not been pretty. Uh, the amount of uh, rubber that they have uh, yielded to their goaltenders, whether it's Gibson, whether it's Stolarz, and it's just, you know, it's too much right now here early in the season. So, that's going to have to shore itself up. Obviously, a disappointing road trip. Didn't win a single game on it. 0-5 on that road trip for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, Bruins, Red Wings. Uh, they lost each game uh, on that trip. Uh, we will see if they can uh, bounce back here tonight against uh, Tampa, a Tampa team that's coming off their own loss, 4-2 to uh, last night to the uh, L.A. Kings. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't take advantage of L.A. Uh, in their first game home. Uh, off a road trip that was uh, very surprising uh, but give la credit i mean they really did a good job they capitalized on their chances and they maybe even caught andre vasilevsky on one of those games where he wasn't at his absolute best either uh, in between the pipes for the uh, tampa bay lightning so it's interesting to see do you know that gibson and stolars by the way combined this year 4.5 goals against 890 save percentage terrible i mean wow it's absolutely bad right now but at the same time there's been some shoddy defense in front of them. It's one of those scenarios where do you need Gibson to be better? Yes. Do you need Stolarz to be better? Yes. But a lot of it's been the blue line has just not been great uh, for the uh, 
ducks in terms of uh, shutting down uh, the opposition here uh, early uh, in the season. It's also been a surprisingly high-scoring series history recently between the Lightning and the Ducks. If you look back on it, four straight overs, 6-2-4-3-5-1-4-3, the final scores uh, in those games. So uh, definitely a situation where we've seen these teams play a little bit of a high-scoring hockey. We think we're going to see Brian Elliott tonight uh, in net for the uh, Lightning on the uh, back-to-back. Not confirmed yet for Anaheim, but John Gibson projected. Uh, Elliott did play all right against the Islanders. You know, 35 shots, he made 32 saves, gave up three goals. Played pretty well uh, in that game. Did not play well before that, though. His other start at Pittsburgh was that game where he gave up five goals on uh, 44 shots in that game in a 6-2 to loss to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So, you know, Elliott is just one of those goalies. That's kind of what you get with him. He was a little bit better last game, and he wasn't very good the game before that. You know, you get a little up, a little down, a little bit of everything with Brian Elliott. But I think Anaheim at home is going to be able to score some goals tonight especially Tampa back-to-back with Elliott and Nett because they put up a five-spot, remember, when they played at their only home game this year against Seattle way back early in the season. So I do like over six and a half. There's going to be some other leans that I have depending on Elliott being confirmed. I might actually add a Duck team total over if that's indeed the case as well, you know, at a reasonable number. A Ducks team total, by the way, is two and a half here, you know, at a modest minus 135, minus 140 price. I like that. I think they could get to three goals here. Uh, and also like that full game over six and a half, like I said. As far as uh, prop considerations for this game, and it's the one thing I like about when we have the short cards, we can get into the props a little bit more. Brandon Hagel's on the top line with point, and you saw the dividends it paid. He scored last night for the Lightning. Brandon Hagel, I think, is a value prop for the Lightning now that he's up on the uh, top line. They've pushed Nemesnikov up to the second line with Stamkos and Kalorns. Nemesnikov, someone that might be due find the back of the net at some point with the increased ice time and elevation up the lineup uh, into the uh, second line with uh, Steven Stamkos, who of course has been the uh, best offensive player bar none so far this year for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. As far as Anaheim is concerned, uh, Terry is really good in terms of scoring goals at home in particular. So he might be someone you look at here in terms of goal score prop. I've been impressed so far with what I've seen out of Frank Vetrano. He's given you three goals already this year. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. He also scored a goal in the uh, one home game Anaheim had this year against Seattle. So Frank Petrano is a decent option, I think, uh, in terms of uh, player prop tonight. Mason McTavish hasn't found the back of the net yet. He has had some chances lately. And even though, you know, he hasn't found the back of the net yet, we've seen him get chances the last couple of games. So I think he's bound to have his Jonathan Huberto moment uh, pretty sooner rather than later and get that first goal for Anaheim. So there's some props that I'm eyeing for this game. Alex, how about you here? Tampa Bay Anaheim. Yeah, this is a past pregame and someone kind of mentioned in the chat, if there was any live overs, I like, this is one where I'm probably going to be looking for that six and a half to come down to five and a half. If I can lay 125, 130 with a five and a half, as opposed to a six and a half, uh, I'm going to go with that. And even if I, obviously if I grab plus money, it'll be even better, but, but that's my target range. 120 to 130 for a five and a half live in game. I think we could definitely see uh, goals back and forth. Chris Otto making a good point about, both teams to score has hit cash in five of the last seven lightning games. Uh, so that might be something I would maybe look to, to maybe sprinkle on beforehand, but I think live over is going to be a good spot, especially even if it, if it is, I was say we're going to expect Elliot to go in that, but if it's Gibson or Stolarz for Anaheim, I still fi- feel fine with five and a half, six and a half. 
I would rather have Gibson right now, to be honest, because he looks broken. And, and they kind of hinted at the fact that he might be playing through a little bit of an injury. Uh, we heard that. And now, you know, seeing how he was in his last start, just absolutely pathetic. Uh, I mean, this is a guy I thought was going to really kind of bounce back in a good form. He's been obviously uh, mentioned in a lot of possible trade talks for teams trying to bolster up their goaltending uh, down the road this season. He may not actually be the guy. I mean, he might end up having to stay in Anaheim because the the form that he's in right now, if he's not healthy or if it, it's signs of fatigue that he's being overworked from the, the last several seasons because he's had to be the workhorse for Anaheim for quite some time, uh, maybe there's more spots to actually fade Gibson. So I have over five and a half. I'm looking for anything uh, 120 to 130 uh, early in the period. So we should probably be able to get that within the first five minutes if there's no score. All right, looking for some live opportunities here, Alex, with the uh, Lightning and Ducks. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Tampa Bay, Anaheim? Yeah, so I, I don't love the value, obviously, on Tampa Bay, but I, I think they bounce back and get a win here. I think I'm almost tempted even to go uh, minus one and a half. Um, I think California trips in general from um, experience and just from uh, friends who have played at the highest level, NHL level, I think – those types of trips really bring the boys together early in the year. I think that's a great opportunity for them, even after a loss last night. Um, regardless of Elliotson or not, I, I really think Tampa comes out and maybe gets back to their old ways. Um, there's not good value on it, so I'm not saying this is a bet I would take tonight, but Kucherov goal scoring at plus 152. It's a Kucherov line. I, uh, he's had a tough start to the year, but you get that first goal last night. It's kind of a garbage time goal not a pretty one by any means, but it's nice for someone like him to see the puck go in the back of the net. So um, sometimes these guys are pretty streaky. So plus 52 isn't a great value, but there, there could be um, a half a unit play maybe there. Um, but I really like Tampa. I think um, it's just a good hockey team. That's kind of like we talked about earlier in, at the beginning of the show, that's kind of coming out sluggish after probably a short off season again, but um I think this is a spot where they kind of remind everybody that they, they've been in the Stanley Cup final for the past three years. All right, like in Tampa Bay and a bounce back. There are, there are trends, Andrew, that fit what you're saying. They're 36-17 and 17 in their last 53 tries in the back-to-back -back situation. So on the second night of back-to-backs, they've actually been very good. Tampa Bay long-term, 36-17, and 17, and they're off a loss. So you'd expect them to uh, – Give, give a good solid effort after the disappointment last night against L.A. They've also trended over the total on back-to-back, 18-7 -back, and seven to the over uh, on the second night of back-to-back -back games, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that fits what I like there with uh, goals in this game, uh, Lightning and Ducks to go uh, over the total. And again, four straight head-to-heads, Tampa Bay versus Anaheim have gone over the total uh, as well. Uh, great stuff. Uh, that is the uh, Wednesday card. We appreciate everybody uh, tuning in on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you do that. And again, Patreon exclusive premieres at 3.30 uh, this afternoon. Fighting in the NHL, the current state of it, where we go from here with it, past and present top enforcers in uh, our opinions, myself, Alex, and our guest, Jay Rosehill. So make sure you check that out. 3.30 p.m. Eastern, patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month to see that. Subscribe, uh, and you'll get all the great content. Like we said, period totals charts, power ratings, goalie uh, goalie depth charts that Alex has, daily betting cards from the Ice Guys show, all that and more posted on the uh, Patreon page, patreon.com uh, slash uh, Ice Guys. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, great show, guys. Uh, let's wrap it up with best bets for this Wednesday. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to the only bet that I've actually personally made. It's uh, St. Louis Blues money line and even money. 
Uh, like I said, historically, the Blues have given the Oilers fits. They did that already this season, and now coming home to play them. Bennington and Ned against Skinner, I think that's a, a bit of a mismatch goaltending-wise. So I'm going to side with the whole team, go with the Blues, at even money is my best bet tonight. All right, there we go. Blues plus 100, minus 105 in that range against the Oilers. Best bet for Alex P. Smith. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for your best bet tonight? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay uh, puck line, minus one and a half. I think there's some good value there for a really good team. I don't trust Anaheim's goaltending situation, um, obviously, on the road, but I don't think that's a deterrent to uh, scare you off Tampa Bay. I, I like them tonight in the back-to-back, and hearing your trends just a minute ago make me a little more confident. So um, I never love taking the puck lines, but this is one I feel pretty good about. There you go. Tampa Bay Lightning minus one and a half plus 170 uh, puck line against Anaheim for Andrew Goss with his best bet. My best bet's going to be from that same game, but it's going to be the total. Uh, Tampa Bay Anaheim over six and a half uh, minus 105. There are some minus 105 prices available with that total minus 110 in some spots, but we're going to go with that. I mean, series history's trended over. Tampa Bay's trended over on the second of back-to-back games. Anaheim's playing the, the type of woeful defense right now that's going to lend itself to overs at this point in time. Uh, and you might even see even more miscues uh, with the puck defensively after a long road trip coming back home like this. So uh, let's look for some goals in the late night hours tonight. Tampa Bay, Anaheim, over six and a half, minus 105 for my best bet for this Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, hit the like button. Tomorrow we've got a good friend of mine, Keith. Uh, Grandin joining us as a guest tomorrow. You saw him actually on some of our betcasts last year uh, in the uh, playoffs. He joined us, uh, someone that I'm going back and forth, talking uh, you know, plays for the day in various sports. So a uh, guy that played college hockey here in Canada. So uh, he'll join us as a guest tomorrow. Uh, we've got someone else Friday, and then Vito will be with us, of course, for Saturday and Sunday, as he always is. Hopefully a little bit more awake. Uh, than he was last night uh, on the uh, BetCast. And again, make sure you hop over to Patreon, check out the first video exclusive that we have with Jay Rosehill premiering at 3.30 Eastern later this afternoon. Great stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, Andrew Goss, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 